uh, 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 ooh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. This is his process. He's getting into it. Ooh, ah, uh, ooh, ah. Uh. This is why I introed last time. Welcome to the Mock Stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spice it up. You never know what the crowd is going to love. Welcome to the Mock Stars Podcast. My name is Evan Kunai, and I am one of your hosts this evening. I'm here with uh, one of my colleagues, Jordan Garcia. Yo. And a special, special guest, Christopher Ritter, is out of the house. We have Kyle Morrow joining us tonight. Hey. Welcome, Kyle. We're so happy to Welcome, have you. Welcome, Kyle. Thank I am you. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for actually stepping in and uh, filling in for Ritter. You're fill out his seat nicely honorary mock star today uh well today we're doing something special and it's great that we have kyle in the house for this because it's another edition of our phyrexia all will be one set review we're talking about white yo and i know kyle's got a hankering for little mommy action here i do love our little mommy elish norn but uh, the, the way this all goes we're not going to cover every single card in the color we're we've each picked two rares or mythics, and two uncommons or commons. And we're going to talk about each of those, and then we'll move on. There's plenty of cards to mention, but we're just going to pick the ones that really sing to us and uh, talk about them, expand on that, create some conversation, maybe get off the rails a little bit. And that's pretty much it. So let's just like get into it and uh, talk about some rares or mythics or uncommons or, un- or commons. Those are all the options. Kyle, yeah. do you have... A card you want to talk about? Yeah, you want to kick us off? Do we want to start off with the face of... You can start low, you can start high. Let's start high. This Le- is your show. You're Elish a Norn. Well, our, our average listen time is like four minutes, so let's Perfect. just get it right out of the way. <laughs> Elish Norn, mother Broken? of machines. Ban this card? Question mark, question mark, question mark? Question mark, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I already spent $150. Yeah. <laughs> uh so um how do we do this it's you have to go this is a legendary creature right nailed it uh phyrexian parader with four and a white it has vigilance and if a permanent enters the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time and the second portion that people forget about always permanents entering the battlefields don't cause abilities of permanence your opponent's control to trigger. I don't know what it is about that ability. It's just like every single time someone tries to do something or they think they finally have an answer for it. They don't. They're just like, nope. I got it, guys. <laughs> Enter the battlefield, destroy it. Enter the battlefield, tutor for a way to destroy it. No, you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, you had, um, God, what's the blue card that steals a creature from oh, the library? Oh, Drake. Gilded Drake. Or no, Dug. no, from the library. It's that sorcery. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, oh, I had bribery. Yeah, he had bribery in his hand, and I'm playing yeah. Rive. I was and, like, like, what dragon do you have that I can steal? And he goes, he goes, do you happen to have a creature in your library that just happens to enter the battlefield and destroy all artifacts and enchantments? Yeah, 40 and of them. Elish Norn's on the battlefield, and I look at him, I'm like, no. Like, you, look, what do you think that's going to do right now? What are you going to do? I, uh, <laughs> there's just, it's insane how many answers just get immediately shut off. And like, yeah. the ones that you don't even think about, the answers get shut off, the value plays get shut off, which is a great freaking card and then the other half of it is panharmonicon for the same casting cost exactly yeah this broken yes 
Yeah. Love it. Yes. Push. Why did they make it a four seven again? Oh, that's just weird. Just gotta yeah. keep it going. It's like they're like, remember Elishorn? How good that was. Well, this one's gotta be somewhat equal, right? So let's make it just as nasty with different effects. This one is like. I think that's been the concept with all of the Praetors and their design for this time around is that they're a stacks piece and their advantage in some sort of way. This one really just blows amplifies the, that. Yeah. <laughs> blows the top off of all of them. Shieldred yeah, ten times better. Yeah, Shieldred's great. True. Right? Shieldred is going to run standard Bioneer for a long time. This might not do it because I, I think like there's the eternal formats that uh benefit like commander this is a, a house like in that format this is a house it's going to shut down so much stuff in standard it eats one removal spell and then it, it goes away for a while you know are you going to like lean into this strategy being like the, the thing your whole strategy revolves around you can't no because it's five mana it's five mana when we played you killed it seven times <laughs> doesn't fucking matter it, it doesn't it's just matter. gotta die it has to die it's like Kinnon. It just has to die. Has to die. Yeah. Like if you want to keep playing this game, it has to die. Like, what are some notable cards with this that just like pop off in Commander? Like on Thin Ice, one of them. On Thin Boom. Ice. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. You built actually. So, spoiler alert. Kyle built this deck for an upcoming episode that we're going to be recording, doing one of our deck workshops with Elishnorn. So we played it last week. What did you? What was your experience? What cards did oh. you like? On Thin Ice was Crazy. one of them, and any. ETB effects that are similar There's to that. There's a lot of those ETB enchantment uh, exile something. Wedding ring. Was wedding ring. That was surprisingly holy shit. Horrible to that wedding game. ring. And yep. then think about having two of them. It is just drew everything. Gained all the life. We learned absolutely, absolutely insane. We learned a lot about that interaction. That was we we thought it was gonna kill the game, but it just prolonged it even yes, even right. more <laughs> the game so long that's what i feel like this card does though it doesn't really shut it shuts off the game it doesn't finish the game it amplifies your removal which yeah. doesn't get you closer to winning it gets you closer to removing everybody's shit yep and then it's also stacks piece while you're doing that i totally feel it but it's also just an aggressive value engine at the same time yeah i think that's why we're seeing it as the most expensive card from the set is because one commander the most popular format out there it's going to drive the market and this i don't like that was the thing i guess when i saw it like released or spoiled or whatever you want to call it is that when we saw it no one was like well this just goes infinite with this there was none of that Mm -mm. it just says well it shuts off every good value piece in the game and turns some things into insane value pieces like uh, Skyclave Apparition. Yep. You know, Charming like, Prince. Yeah, Charming Prince gets crazy. You know, so uh, what was the Alliance card? The one that enters, you scry one, and then if it's the second time it triggered, you draw a card. Uh, oh, Rumor Gatherer. Yeah, Rumor yeah. Gatherer. Super good card, just in general, uh, lately in white, and like this just goes crazy. Yeah, as soon as a creature enters the battlefield, scry draw. one, draw a card, yeah. and mono white. Okay. What? I'll take that. <laughs> you have to play a creature to do that? Okay. I think you're probably going to be playing a lot of fucking creatures. Yeah, are there any uh, creatures in white that enter the battlefield and create more creatures? Oh my god, yeah. Uh, yeah. A thousand. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Make all the white, white, uh, the one, one white soldiers in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or like, keep it relevant to the current set. Mites. That's mites. a new thing. Yeah. There's all those, uh, I guess a few commons, like flyers is that one angel that creates two mites when it enters. So, yeah. The ETB, doubling ETBs has been notably a powerful effect. It is a lazy design. 
Oh, it's super, yeah. This is almost the most powerful version of doubling that I think I've ever seen in the game. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, we're seeing, like, for the first time, a lot of these stacks pieces having a huge upside to it, where it's, instead of just a a singular use, you are getting both edges of the sword. Yeah, and it Uh, doesn't... And this is just gassed. Yeah, totally, and it's like... It doesn't have double pips, which is another nope. thing that really like is nails on a chalkboard for me when I see like from from a design perspective is like this now goes into Winota. Anything. Yeah, Winota. Anything. Winota that seems wants, pretty fucking good. Yeah. Then your whole package is just like eat creatures ETV, entering the battlefield because she just cares about cheating them out. Or ETV humans. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just think about that and I just go, Wow. You really did it. You really you really sold a lot of packs here. Good job. I feel like because of this card, like a mono white dick is now just creeping into other colors. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they've been gassing it for over a year straight now, just trying to get white up to speed. Yeah, but now uh, I feel like white is now the most powerful color. That's just my opinion. That no, I feel the same way. I mean, yeah, yeah it was a splash color for a long time and now it is cementing itself as like I don't think it's the best color singularly speaking, but it's possibly the best color to have is an addition or one of the best colors to have as an addition i used to joke and say that white was the glue for my decks that like i could build a gruel deck green red and it could be strong and aggressive but then when as soon as you start adding white it sort of glues together all these like strategies that i like to put together now it feels like green is doing that green is like the mana production that allows me to string together my red and white effects because to me Red is the most powerful color in the game, followed right next to with white. It's just like 1A, 1B now. Because mm. white is crazy, crazy, crazy powerful now. So. That's true. True. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what was the research you were doing earlier? on? Uh, you were you were actually filling up your <laughs> cart. And how many I was versions? shopping around, seeing what I wanted to buy. Yeah, and how I'm many like, versions of this were there? I was like, Evan, get this. Jace has 16 versions you can buy on Card Kingdom, including... For just this, the Planeswalker from this one set, the singular Jace. Just the one card. 16. Between non-foil and foil and the art cards, there were 16 versions on the list. And then I went over to Elishnorn, and there's 22 fucking options. Yeah, there are. There are 22 options for a card that came out three weeks ago. How would you like your Elishnorn? <laughs> Every way. Yeah. And guess what? They're all $150. I was about to say, they're all $150 plus. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a Chase Mythic, right? Oh, my Wait, God. Wait, that's a lie. That's a lie. They're like $80 now. There's Let's still some oh, that are $150. Yeah. The uh, like Sketch Foil is $150. The uh, Oil one is $150. And the Junji Ito is $200. That's $200, yep. Yeah. You, I guess like the... Uh, the common sense in a, someone who is waiting for the market to settle would say, oh, more product is being open, so this will eventually drop in price because the market will become saturated. It did not. It's like, no, this is still a mythic. It does not increase your chances. Like Just because there's 22 different versions does not increase your chances of pulling one. It just thins the pool out of like which one you could potentially yeah. get. It decreases your chances of getting a specific one. Yes. So, like, these aren't going, there aren't going to be, it's going to be hard to decide which one of these is going to be the most valuable. I and think the Junji. The Junji is so hot right now in the Magic community. I yeah. Think he's, he's like, we all killed Seb, right? We all moved on from Seb. I think Jun- <laughs> we're all in Junji's dick right now. Oh, yeah. 100%. And Dominic Meyer. Don't forget Dominic. Sure, there's some other great Magic artists right now. It's yeah. just like, everybody's just fucking feeding on some Junji product right now. 
I feel like there's more on Elishnorn. Does anyone have any last thoughts? We could go forever on Elishnorn. We are going to have an. Episode. She's great. We have an it. episode coming out about her. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Why did they give her vigilance again. Yeah. Subscribe. No subscribe. Yeah. Follow. Like. Share. Comment. Yeah. Let us know what you think about Elishnorn. Sponsor Ooh. us. All right. Um, Jordan, you want to take the next one? Yes, I do. Because I got uh, I got some good sheet I want to talk about, dude. Um, I guess since we're starting off with gas, let's just keep gassing, and then we'll slowly get more boring as we go. That's just a great episode structure. I will talk about Skrelv, Defector Might. I'm, I'm pretty hyped about this card. Uh, on its surface, it's a Mother of Runes effect. It is a one white mana legendary artifact creature for Axian Might. So you can have a uh, Mother of Runes in the command zone if you want. It's a 1-1 one, one with Toxic 1. It can't block. And then you can pay a white Phyrexian mana, so either one white or two life, to tap it. Choose a color. Target another target creature you control against Toxic 1 and Hexproof from that color until end of turn. It can't be blocked by creatures of that color this turn. Okay, so I had to read it all because it is a little different than Mother of Runes. Yeah, protection is a little different. Protection's a little different. It helps with like some niche scenarios like, say damage-based board wipes you can get around that kind of thing um but hexproof and unblockable uh is pretty sweet i feel like they could have just given it the giver of runes line and then just been good with it because like the giver of runes is another target creature mother of runes is powerful because it can protect itself correct so uh, I, that you know, you have to waste two pieces of removal in order to to get rid of the mother of runes or get rid of the most threatening piece on the board. That's where Skrelv. I feel like Skrelv is going to have purpose. Maybe you think so in Commander. Well, I have a very niche corner case scenario where I'm putting yeah. it in my Ozgear deck because I already have a mother of runes in the deck, and he cares about artifacts. The whole deck cares about artifacts, so it's easy enough to take a creature out for an artifact creature that does the same thing. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't be blocked by specifically that color, so it's might, it might as well have the protection without a few corner case scenarios. It's right. a little worse. Uh, the toxic one does not make up for that. But if you play artifacts, uh, it's just 100% better. You know, It's just kind of getting that, like, that mass of whatever your strategy is doing, and that just makes your deck synergize better. Like, hey, now you can get this with an uh, Enlightened Tutor. Yeah, if there's there's one thing to say about like magic cards in general, every line of text matters, and the legendary part is going to matter in certain cases. Uh, the artifact part is going to matter in more cases, and then the creature part is also going to matter. Phyrexian might we don't know yet. It's the first creature ever printed with the might like typing, like that isn't a token, right? So, uh, I, I love the flavor of it because we've seen like all the mites. Like if you went to pre-release, you you've done draft, you know what a might is. Like, you know that they're, like, 1-1 one, one toxics, a toxic one that can't block. So it's great that they created, like, this legendary figure that can actually enable strategies just, like, or allow you to get through with toxic damage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your things that can't block now can't be blocked, which is kind of fun. In Osgear, it's insane because you can actually activate the ability and then activate Osgear, sacrifice this to boost him in power after damage yeah. been dealt or yeah, totally. four damage is dealt i could also tap him make two more one would die but then i would essentially be able to use two effects right right or no you wouldn't be able to state based will take over but right yeah uh, all you right s- you still get like the i mean you're still playing like what is it uh the elixir that allows you to tap elixir immortality and yeah stuff. yeah yeah so you can still use the effects as though they had haste 
Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a ton to talk about on this card. It's a Mother of Runes. It's an artifact creature, Mother of Runes, legendary, with toxic, which yeah. is nothing. Yeah, maybe we're getting a little long-winded on it. Yeah, But uh, <laughs> it's a freaking might. Uh, but I think it's just kind of interesting, and uh, yeah, artifacts are good. So more artifacts is more good. Yeah, let me follow up on that, because one of my rares is Skrelv's Hive. This is a way better card than what I just talked about. I don't... <laughs> do love this card. I don't know if it is. It's definitely better than the card I just talked about. It's better than Skrelv itself, yes. <laughs> right, okay. Well, I'll admit to that. It is better. I know you're I not just, hot on this card. I know that I am. I was initially, right? Skrelv's Hive... One in a white enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life and create a 1-1 one, one colorless Phyrexian Might artifact creature token with toxic one and this creature can't block. It also has corrupted. As long as an opponent has three or more poison counters, creatures you control have or with toxic have lifelink. Whew! It's a lot. A lot of words. Because it is very reminiscent of another card that is very famous, loved universally, Bitter Blossom. It is a white bitter blossom that is I right next to bitter blossom I'd say on the scaling of like cards that do this but bitter blossom is just a little bit better I think like flying yeah flying and a blocker like I I think we undervalue blockers from time to time and the fact that this can't block true that it, is very fair yeah it um so it says you're leaning very much into like a an aggressive strategy it's either you're sacrificing this or you're focusing on poison. Correct. Yeah. So, Skrelv's Hive, in Commander, we overvalue Bitter Blossom. The card is far too expensive for Magic's most popular format. I see this and like think, like, oh, wow, this is like pretty great for someone who wants to make a toxic deck. Like, mm-hmm. this would be a great enabler because it gives things with toxic lifelink. Outside of that, waiting for it to go around the table a full rotation between three other players' turns just to get that little payoff of one little creature. Like if you get an, if you have triggers that say when an artifact enters, boom. Or when a creature enters, boom. Like I think this a is a rumor gatherer we're just talking about. Yeah, the rumor gatherer right there. It's like on your upkeep you're gonna get that trigger if you're playing Elishnorn. Like that's actually great synergy. But there are other cards that you probably could play that would have stronger synergies yeah right? I, I know you're so. saying that the uh bitter blossom is a little more powerful and i was like but this has a whole other line of text it has the corrupted part where you have to have three or more poison counters and creatures you control with toxic have lifelink but then i'm just like all right well then it's essentially bitter blossom and instead of flying it's lifelink but with the caveat that you already have to have the three counters on it and is lifelink better than flying on these one ones no because you straight up no. the only other way you take more advantage of it if you were truly all in balls deep on a uh uh, toxic deck in which case uh, or wait with uh, three or more poison counters creatures you control with toxic have lifelink yeah so yeah I guess if you are playing a 7-7 seven, seven toxic creature with like toxic 8 or whatever in your deck then sure you can gain some life there but like that is such a terrible scenario Tyranax Rex yeah if you're playing a Tyranax Rex deck <laughs> in commander fucking kill me don't play with me uh, <laughs> yeah I, I agree flying is better flying is 100% better on the flip side, though, I do love this card because it was in my pre-release box. Like, nice. I was super stoked on this. Limited fucking cracked. Yeah, because it won me every single game I played. Of course it did. I saw it every game. Even if I picked it up to turn turn two or three, like off the top of the library, it still contributed because I had already started that 
clock, like the toxic clock. So like getting corrupted and then having this out on the battlefield just says, okay, good luck killing me because my life is now going to start bolstering itself. It turned the tide and it made my opponents hopeless on turn two, like most of the time. So uh, I saw cracked and limited. Absolutely fucking great. Yeah. I saw it two different ways. I saw it as like, wow, on the greater scope of commander, this does not a lot, but in limited in draft, this card is gas. Absolutely wins games on its own. And with, like within the set itself, I think that we've been saying like none of these cards really translate that well to many like eternal formats. But this one in a limited format within itself in draft, holy shit, because there's so much toxic out there. Like uh, I ended up building white black and most everything in the set has toxic in white and black. It's currently what a lot of people are saying is the strongest deck that you can pick. Like you can draft out of because it's just so aggressive and it it just mid games better than most other colors and starting to get lifelink in in a one v one limited scenario that you've already been pushing all this damage it's fu- it's fucking crazy yeah you can't block so you're only rewarded for attacking mm-hmm. so also shout out to the disgusting art on Scrolls Hive I just actually looked at it for the first time like on the main art it's all it's, these like little mites like burrowed into this chest of a person. Holy oh, shit. it is a person. Yeah, it's I fun. thought it was like just a hill. No, yeah, it, like a it's mound. inside of a Nasty. body. It's disgusting. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Shout out to who's the artist? Got to give credit. Oh, God, I'm not even going to try and pronounce Good that. Luck. Look it up and give them credit. They're freaking great. Come on. <laughs> give it a shot. Hunwa. There we go. Nailed All it. Right. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to that person. All right, Kyle, what'd you pick for your second rare? For my second rare, I went with Phyrexian Vindicator. That's a mythic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. Last minute. <laughs> I thought you said. I mean, this mythics. is no. You, yeah, you're just joking. This is a uh, card we have to talk about. Yeah, we have to. Yes. Go ahead. It is a. Yeah. It cost white, 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 white. Four whites in total. Super cash. Creature Phyrexian Horror with flying. It's a. Five five. With if damage would be dealt to Phyrexian Vindicator, prevent that damage. When damage is prevented this way, Phyrexian Vindicator deals that much damage to any other target. Yeah, it's pretty goddamn good. It's not as good as the Obliterator. No. I don't. I don't think. No, it's not. Because sacrificing a million permanents—that's just rude. It's amazing. It's amazingly awful. It just to, loses. It loses to Obliterator too. Like whatever. Yeah, whatever effect it, it has, it's still dealing damage. And at last time I checked, Obliterator hates. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know, or or actually loves that. Yeah. So on it. also, you delete with Obliterator. You pair it with like Tirgan, and you're like, oh, thank you for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just make them sacrifice their boards. This is. Still great. I think that they're now going to start playing around with this idea of four pips. What can you do? Yeah, no, I love it. And like we were talking earlier, we should have more payoffs for like low color decks so that five color nonsense bullshit, pay, play all the best cards in the game is like less of a viable strategy. And I think color pip restriction is definitely one of the ways you pursue that. 
Right. This, like, you're definitely funneling yourself down to the mono white, unless you're playing, like, standard right now, which is crazy with, like, reanimation. They love that shit. Yeah. Is this your reanimation target? Is it good enough? It reads like it's pretty freaking good. Uh, I mean, it's pretty good, but if you're reanimating, I think I go, I'm going for something higher than four. Yeah. Even the dot, the green dominus is a great target because it just, like, pushes through with so much freaking power. Mm -hmm. Um, I would actually choose that over this, or I would just choose the Tyranex Rex because it's going (laughs) to trample it and infect for four so or uh toxic sorry infect's uh, not in this set what are you even talking about well, uh, speaking of infect the first thought i'd had with this is giving it infect <laughs> yo yes. that's pretty good yeah it I just like becomes a, the, this nasty nasty yeah beater with infect. any target okay cool i'll start <laughs> picking people yeah <laughs> exactly and you're like the creatures that you hit with it if you have to just get smaller and smaller and smaller, smaller. exactly yeah I do love that actually. If you're able to give this infect with uh, grafted exoskeleton, oh, this love it turns into a really sexy card. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, my next rare mythic. I picked Mondrak Glory Dominus because this card has quite a bit of conversation stirring around it. It is the most popular of the Dominus Domini that uh, I think we've seen. Is Dominaria? Just kidding. I made that joke last week. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Uh, it is two and two white legendary creature, Phyrexian Horror. If one or more tokens would be created under your control, twice that many of those tokens are created instead. That is actually the most important line on the card. Uh, it is one and two Phyrexian white. Sacrifice two other artifacts and or creatures. Put an indestructible counter on Mondrak Glory Dominus. He's def- definitely the best Dominus, right? De- just oh, yeah. flat out. Okay, cool. I never want to talk about the green guy ever again. Um, <laughs> I just had him last week for the green set and I just I also drafted him and he, he sucked in my Zopendral. He sucked in my draft. Uh this is great for the Dominus cycle. I wish everybody would stop fanning the flame for these effects. I don't love I don't like the hype. Like I don't like the hype. I don't like doubling season. I don't like this. This okay, so let's just be clear that with all of the other Dominus, they required a very specific set of conditions in order to put a indestructible counter on it, right? Like uh, the blue one, it says remove three counters from among other artifacts, creatures, and planeswalkers. That's, you know, you have to be like in that line. Uh, the black one, exile three creature, creature cards from graveyard. Uh, red one, discard two cards. And the green one is sacrifice two other creatures. This one is just like sacrifice two other artifacts and or creatures. Well, Mites. that makes makes it really fucking easy. Mites are pretty cool. Yeah. Mites. Just sack them. Two yeah. mites. Two mites. There you go. It's and like... your uh, upkeep with uh, the hive. Yeah. I, I'm really sort of disappointed in that line that they couldn't find anything more unique for it to like... Uh, for it to achieve the indestructible counter. But here we are. Again, we're, we're shooting it's, for right down center. Nice, you know, a nice home run here like we're not we're not trying to knock out of the park with the development yeah yeah no they're they're looking at this like hey if you uh didn't happen if you bought a pack and you didn't have to pull an elishnorn well good news there's a clear runner-up in value it's mondrak glory dominus congratulations god it's just so overpriced for this it is a yeah i forgot to say it is a four four so it is also like a pretty big body a lot of these dominus are going to punish you if they're able to get that that counter like it is just it's going to be known this thing is going to be really hard to get rid of because even if you're playing commander where i think this shines once it gets that indestructible counter it might as well be anointed procession Mm -hmm. that can punch you in the face for four 
Yeah, notably, it is another effect in white because Anointed Procession was the only thing that was rivaling green with this ability. And so getting an additional one in white, I will say, is a nice uh, a nice boon. But I'm fucking tired of seeing this effect. Like, I just yeah. don't think we need to keep putting it on cards. That's- it's making me exhausted. Like, I am exhausted playing this game because of how many effects I see like with that or just it makes me think that they're exhausted are you tired of making magic cards magic (laughs) the gathering because i'm just seeing the same fucking card over and over yeah 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 do it (laughs) if you're out of ideas i don't know make less sets yeah now but uh, this card just tells me now that if i'm playing white in any deck in commander i now have to play path to exile and swords plowshares and potentially other just uh unconditional exile target creature and i'm not mad about that it's very efficient removal um, but it does like sort of dwindle your possibilities. There's just so many cards out there now that like Elish Norn is another reason why I would need to like play more of that. And, and this just kind of doubles down on that. If, I, if I'm playing type removal. Yeah. If I'm playing against mono white now, I'm playing or if I'm in white and I'm playing against mono white, you damn well better mulligan until you get a swords of plowshares or something like that. Yeah. And you can leave your solitudes at home because that shit don't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It actually does that make those cards a little bit worse? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, if you're yeah. trying to exile an Elishtorn, yeah, that's twice, bro. <laughs> this is awful. Yeah. On the flip side, if you have an Elishtorn and you have a solitude, it seems pretty damn good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty damn good. <laughs> God. It just yeah, it just completely flips the table. Uh Kyle, what's your uncommon or common? Ah, uh, what was it? It was purely for the art hit me was crawling chorus all right well now i gotta look it up there is a common it is one white just a single white pip normal creature phyrexian horror with toxic one when crawling chorus dies create a one one colorless phyrexian might token with toxic one yeah this looks like a uh it is creepy yeah a piece you hang on the wall like i i I don't know a, a wall art that fell off the wall in the 70s and I it was it. left to mutate in the in the attic for a while, and then it finally crawled down the it ladder. Rolls, like okay. mold I, and I wish. Was, why is this not an artifact creature? Like that's the weird. It's part. It's literally a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> is it supposed to be like a portal? I don't fucking. know. I don't know, but it, it could have been an artifact creature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is not an organic shape. Uh, I do like, you know, it is just kind of a cheap body that creates a cheap body, which is great for like, you know, sacrifice type strategies and stuff like that. Um, not to mention pushing out two toxic one creatures for one mana. It's exactly. Pretty like there's a lot of these effects just in general. It, yeah. Like we see in like every single set, there are effects that sort of emulate this and they just decide to put a really creepy face on it this time. Yeah. Also like in limited, like, you know, getting out the one mana creatures is great. And then so if you get out your one one and they get out their one one and then trading looks really bad because now you're left with a one one toxic one. And now this looks really so, good. So yeah, the uh, yep. two bodies one mana is not ever a bad thing, I don't think. Yeah. Uh and also some creepy freaking artwork for a non artifact creature. Yeah. I wish it kinda had a all art with just like at least like, you know, a little bit more. Can we just get a textless version of this? Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't need to know what it says. Yeah, me neither. I just want an extended it actually textless. doesn't matter what Just it says. zoom in. Yeah. Uh, just specifically on one of the sideways faces. Yes. All right, Jordan, what do you got? All right. Coming I on, coming. am talking about infested flesh cutter. 
One, I did pick it because of the name. It's sick. Uh, I will say for as uh, boring as the set is, mechanically speaking, the flavor of the set is through the roof. I think they did a really good job. Uh, I just loaded the wrong card. Uh, I think, yeah, I think flavor-wise, art-wise, lore-wise, they're killing it. It's just everything else-wise. I'm just not invested. Uh, but it is a one-in-a-white artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus oh, and then whenever equipped creature attacks, not deals combat damage, create a one-one might. Has all the white might text. And then you can do two in a white to equip it. Um, I think that's pretty damn good. I just think uh, not having to deal combat damage like most of the swords like to do, you know, just actually being able to swing in making a body. It's something very much like white does on combat, get value. I'm thinking like Adeline and stuff like that. Uh it's a crazy good card. Like it's really good. It's graded limited. Um, like costed fairly. I think so. Like a maybe some commander decks. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I just think it is very costed fairly. We've been seeing a lot of like huge equipment costs or like uh, equipment activation costs and stuff like that, especially for the, some of the Formiridin stuff. Uh, and then I saw this and was like, pretty decent line of text and not really bad casting costs. Play it on two. Curve it out on three. If you haven't had a might on one, I don't know. You can play this. Yeah, all the instances of toxic because it gives it toxic, right? Or gives the creature toxic? Or no, but when you attack, you the you get the might with toxic. Yeah, That's the only. I wish it would not be broken if it gave it toxic one. I, yeah, I, no, I it would not. I would have liked that. It yeah. should. I would have liked to see that. Yeah, like um, it's notably one of the only like non four mirrored in equipments in the set. Like the only right. other one I think is like the sword that uh, at mythic, but. Um, I think it's definitely worth it. There's also some vehicles splashed around in this set for whatever reason, but plus two plus O, nothing to scoff at in limited. You seriously, yeah. You turn a a one one into a three one, and all of a sudden it turns hits a way better card. Right, you got a two two flyer, and now you have a four two flyer that's crapping out one ones. Yep. Good luck getting past that. Yeah, that's why this is good. Yeah. Um, also, oh. the art's sick. All these mites and creepy arts and stuff. I fuck with it. Yeah, they're definitely like hitting the nail on the head here with with all the artwork just being kind of like hopeless. Yeah, and I yeah. think that makes a mite is just ugh makes my skin crawl. <laughs> and when I zoom in on it, I just don't like it. All right, my uncommon. I chose ossification. Ooh, it is one of the best pieces of removal from the set. Mm-hmm. It does the best thing that you could ask for in white and that is when it uh enters the battlefield it exiles target creature or artifact is that right uh here we go it is uh enters the battlefield exit exile target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls with uh until ossification leaves the battlefield enchant basic land you control is the condition okay so one in a white enchantment for with that effect entering the battlefield seems important when you're playing in mono white so if you're playing mono white you're probably playing basic lands if i'm correct so this just sort of doubles down on that like on thin ice we were talking about before with elishnorn easier caveat though easier caveat yeah so well standard thing legal is, caveat you're gonna yeah standard legal and you're gonna hit that caveat uh both caveats on thin ice and with ossification because there's basic snow lands so you're gonna like if you're building yeah. the commander deck you you're just leaning heavy into the snow you're gonna play all snow basics removal everything 
Yeah. Uh, Ellis Norn either loves or hate this, hates this, depending on what side of the table you're on. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot uh, There's a lot to be said about enchantments just in the game in general, that they're harder to hit than most other things right now. Mm-hmm. And like, because there's so much to consider in the game, like creatures are like, creatures are king. Like they're back on top. Artifacts, right there too. And so what are you going to worry about? You're probably going to play removal that either says uh, kill target creature, kill target artifact, or exa- or you know something non-land permanent, and which is where uh, enchantments become vulnerable. There's only so many slots in our decks for removal. You can't have targeted removal for every single thing that comes up either. Right, and notably, as soon as you start stapling the condition of destroying target non-land permanent to a card, the cost goes up. So you're more than likely to play like more linear lines of removal instead of playing like the non-land permanent. So that's towards the plowshare kind of thing. Yeah, like ossification just comes in and it just takes something away for the whole game. Cheap it's removal, yeah. Yeah, it's likely you're never going to see whatever it hits. Great in the deck. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, great in the deck. It's really good in the deck. But I, I think it's just pretty much flat out one of the best pieces of removal from the set that you're probably going to see in some Enchantress builds across the table from you very soon. Love to see it. All right, my last white card. I've saved the hype one for the end. I lied. It's <laughs> sick as fuck. It's the Eternal Wanderer. Four white, white. It's a six mana planeswalker, y'all. We're talking about it. Thank you for talking about this. Uh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, I think people are hating because it was, you know, heavy, thick-ass Planeswalker, 6 CMC, ain't nothing. Uh, but there's definitely a world where we get there. All right, and I think it's a lot more frequently than most people think. Uh, but let's get into it. It is a legendary Planeswalker. Wow. Uh, five loyalty. That's what that is called. Uh, and then it has a sweet static ability. Not No more than one creature can attack the Eternal Wanderer each combat. Um, that's freaking awesome in one V one. It is going to help keep her alive forever because uh, as most planeswalkers do, she also makes a body, which means you always have the blocker for that, which is awesome. So her plus one ability is going to be exile up to one target artifact or creature, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Is there an Elish Norn that doubles ETPs in this set? (laughs) Shit. Um, and you do at the end, next end step. Are you telling me she's working with Elish Norn? Of course. Makes so much sense. Uh, there's a zero activated ability. You're going to create a 2-2 white samurai with a double strike. I think that has been... That's cracked. It is cracked, bro. People are not talking about getting a 2-2 double strike. It is going to eat whatever thing they want to send their way, your way. Uh, and as long as they don't have flying or some shit like that, they're just... This guy's going to stick around for a long time. Uh, and then just shitting out a ton of two two double strikes four power each time is going to be insane uh the neg four is also great for each player choose a creature that player controls each player sacrifices all creatures they control not chosen this way yeah uh it is i i read it and i just knew like right away like i I love how everyone's brain works differently because like each one of these abilities has multiple purposes of utility right Mm -hmm. uh maybe not just you know you're creating a 2-2 double strike for the zero but like there are other forms of utility for that plus one ability and when i think about this i you know i'm thinking about survival i want to get value out of this if i'm going to spend six mana playing it so when i read exile up to one target artifact or creature return that card to it uh to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next uh, that player's next end step i'm thinking about removing my opponent's creatures Mm. and if they lose it 
until their end step. So they go a full turn without whatever card that you just exiled. That's actually a great way of looking at it. I didn't even consider that. So you remove the piece, like you can remove a shieldred. Just draw not, all the cards you want yep, for the turn. Exactly. And then you just sit there and then you wait until their end step. It comes back and then you just exile it again. That's hot. You know, it's like, and then it just stays alive forever. Yeah. No, I love that. And it helps you get in for attacks. Um, what I think of when I see this card and when I read all its abilities is like it's a bottleneck. It creates a bottleneck for your opponent. Um, you're either with the board wipe, neg four, you're leaving them with one thing standing that can swing at you. Only the one and only thing that can swing at the Eternal Wanderer, um, which is great for when you have a 2 2 double strike samurai on board ready to block it. Uh, it is just a really good value engine, I think. The amount of synergy that this card just has with the rest of the white cards. Yeah, they is love it. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, neg four. So the neg four for each player, choose a creature. There's been a little bit of conversation about this because they needed to clarify after they printed this line of text. There are only like two or three cards in the whole game that say choose. Most notably, it gets around hexproof. It does not trigger ward. And it you doesn't can, target. And yeah, it does not target. So protections do not like help your creature in any way. Uh, so like that is another like thought you can take into consideration because it will come up at some point. Uh, I'm right. sure of it. But if you really like to know the nitty gritty of all the rules, that is also a neat little interaction that uh, you can sort of bank on when you go to activate that ability. Yeah, and I know you're talking about, you know, this is kind of expensive and stuff, but uh, you're saying that uh, reanimation is a thing, and now we have repair and recharge in standard right now. It is a planeswalker reanimate. This would just control the board. Like, I feel like this is a good target for it. If you're looking to mid mid-range out your opponent, mm -hmm. like, this is crazy. And um, what is it? Comes in with five. You're going to plus one. Only one creature can attack it, so you got to punch it really hard. You, you gotta, gotta punch real hard. You gotta punch real hard if you're gonna kill this. And thing. if you're in white, there's no way you're leaving a body on the other side that's big enough to do anything impactful with one attack. Right. Like if you got a five five, that thing's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. Or it's gonna get exiled until your next end step. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're not making the two two. Exactly. So yeah, I think she's just gonna be able to dance around the board, stick around for a long time, generate tons of value. I think we're seeing so many engines coming out in mono white right now. Obviously, we care about ETBs these days in white. Yeah, uh, people are giving it similar praise to Elspeth's Sun's Champion. Yeah, well, time will tell if she's as good. I mean, the ETB definitely pushes her into more of a value engine component, uh, but I think the Neg 4 is not nearly as strong as uh, Elspeth's. Yeah, destroying all creatures, power four or greater. Yeah. Seems good. Especially Damn. when she makes creatures that fall under that <laughs> threshold. And she creates four of them. Yeah. So uh, she definitely wins in the combat category and the board wipe category. Yeah. I think Eternal Wanderer wins in value, though. That's all I got. Everybody feel Gucci about that? I do. Okay. Yeah. The Okay, so I have one last comment because I think it's... So it doesn't. I'm Never not mind. finished, okay? <laughs> you settle down. I'm not done. What you got? All right. The last comment that we're going to talk about today, I have Incisor Glider. And this is a card I read when it was spoiled, and I said, wow, that's going to uh, win a lot of games and might be a house and pauper. Because okay. it's one in a white artifact creature Phyrexian construct, a 1-3 flyer for one in a white. It has corrupted. Whenever Incisor Glider attacks, if an opponent has three or more poison counters, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. I think this card's really good. Like, and it doesn't, like, 
seem that good, but Anthem effects in combat, when you can have multiple triggers of it for non-legendary permanent, seems pretty good when you're limited or you're bottlenecked, so to speak, um, into like playing Pauper. This is going to allow so much damage to get through because they it buffs itself. So if you're if you've got toxic three or if you've got someone corrupted, it's going to swing in and it's going to be a two four that really hard to kill at that point. And then everything else that if you're multiple incisor gliders, I think uh, you're looking at three four damage maybe. All your yeah, mites I mean, are two twos. All your mites are two twos, and that is a significant difference. Yep. The fact that it's a two mana common lord when you look at it yes. on a very wide out spectrum here, uh, it's also a lord that counts itself. Yeah. which is very irregular. Uh, and it's also a two-mana, two-four flyer if you meet that threshold, Yeah, which is also very irregular stat line. Yeah. I would say that this is one of the best-costed uh, payoffs for Corrupted, I think. Not as, like, maybe the best powerful, like, game-changing payoff, but I think the cost to payoff ratio is by far the best skewed because of this card I think this, in this card yeah it can single-handedly break parity we saw it with uh that soldier from brothers war just the one white or the one mana with the unearth for one white mana that says when it attacks target creature you control gets plus one plus one until end of turn yep like this is like a- ocean dissident yeah, Yoshin Dissident. No, that's not right. I lied. Or no, the Yoshin Tactician, the, baby. Yeah, tactician. tactician. Um, I knew it was Yoshin something. Yeah, but uh, this this says uh, Anthem for everybody. Got a two four flyer. That's just not nothing, bro. A two yeah. four flyer that is. Oh God, it's just buffing everything. I felt I like I felt like this was worth mentioning. And you're totally right. If you're playing four of them in Popper and they're all side by side hand holding, this is going to be insane. Yeah, you like to create token copies of things? Ba-boom! Yeah, that's pretty I, hot. kind of wish it had Toxic. Yeah, I wish it had Toxic 2. But its payoff is big. If it had Toxic 1, it'd be kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, that would be not a common anymore, <laughs> I would hope. But we'll see what six months from now looks like. Yeah, well, the power creep is real. <laughs> All um, right, guys, I think uh, I think that about does it for our white set review. Do you have any last notes? This was probably the most anticipated color to talk about it's a week after release and it's just been like so crazy to watch it how, how it's all like shifting and, and moving but this is the most anticipated color because it is built around elish norn so it feels like this whole set was built around white yes it was all built around elish norn yeah like oh, it, beautiful e- mommy etv oh, is white just seems super synergistic and pushed in a very generic way i think yeah uh yeah it just like definitely just seems like that's what their mind was on All right, yeah. I have nothing more after beyond that. All right, y'all. Well, we'll see you for our very last episode. Kyle will be joining us for our colorless and multicolor episode. If you guys would like to follow us or subscribe, uh, feel free to do so down below. You can find in the description our link tree to our Instagram, our Discord server, all of that good stuff. Uh, And feel free to leave a comment below. We'd love to interact and we would love to have more guests on for set reviews. Freaking do it. Uh, So comment below if you're interested and we'll, we'll work something out <laughs> You're we'll here. contact you <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> alright guys the Mock Stars Podcast thanks for listening bye bye